Welcome to the Writer's Hour, where we have creative conversations with up-and-coming authors on their latest books. This is the place to be if you wish to get a preview of new books that are available for the voracious bibliophile, as well as the story behind the story for the voyeur who wishes a peek behind the creative curtain. Here's your host, Janine Bolin. Hi, this is Janine Bolin, and welcome to the Writer's Hour Creative Conversations. And today we have with us Gail Lynn, who is an author, intuitive healer, business leader, and the inventor of the Harmonic Egg, a revolutionary vibroacoustic resonance healing chamber. Gail discovered energy medicine over a decade ago when three extremely competitive careers had left her with a medical diagnosis of severe cardiovascular stress. I wonder why, right? That's the question. And she was basically on the verge of an instant heart attack. She is here today to show us that light and sound were the keys to her finding her way back to health and how we can use this technology to strengthen our own health reserves as well. Well, quick, what on earth is the harmonic egg? This is the core of everything, right? So she gave me this wonderful definition I can read to you. It's the egg is the next generation of frequency modalities and is creating a paradigm shift in our vision of how to use energy medicine for our own health and well-being. Thank you so much for being with us today, Gail? Oh my gosh, thanks for having me. So good to see you again. <laughs> yeah, yes. Gail and I have been working together for quite some time. And what's lovely about our relationship is that we're both uh, healers, but in very different modalities. And I have so much respect for what Gail has been able to bring to our communities to bring into the world through the use of the harmonic egg. So if you don't mind us talking, tell us a little bit about the book. Okay. If you don't mind, tell us the title of the book and talk a little bit about what on earth drove you to write about that. Oh my gosh. Such a great question. It's called unlocking the ancient secrets to healing. And it's why science is looking at the past for the future of medicine it was written because I got tired of telling people what the harmonic egg was <clears throat> every day. Clients are, well, can you explain it to me? And so I felt like a broken record. I was saying it and saying it, and saying it never in a million years thought I would be an author and write a book, especially if you knew my grammar back in the day when I lived in Detroit and I had seen, like, I don't even know if I can say it wrong anymore. I had seen things and I, uh, I no, I seen things and I had went places. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love it when our grammar comes through in our writing? Oh, yeah, they can tell exactly what location of the United States you're from. Yep. Right, right. Yeah. So I wanted to write it because I wanted to educate people on how there are ways that they could do healing through sound and light that's non invasive, the no, no side effects, but we're sound and light beings by nature. And so why not heal with sound and light? And so I kept being asked to write a book and tell the stories. And so there it goes. I wrote a book. And that's one of the things I like to share with entrepreneurs as well as authors. When you catch yourself saying the same things over and over and over, it's, it's really the universe's way of saying, listen, uh, either you act like a broken record or write a book or make an online course or start a podcast program. There's something that needs to happen in your creative process. So talk to us a little bit about the harmonic egg and how you birth, birth that whole device. I mean, it is 
an incredible journey. And I know that the book may cover some of it, but I also, the book doesn't cover like what you were going through emotionally as you were creating this thing. I mean, how did this even start? Well, it started with um, my own health being compromised because I worked in the, the very competitive careers of automotive, telecom, Hollywood, and I almost had a nervous breakdown coming out of Hollywood. It's just a really fast-paced environment, and I always thought I would do something to change the world, you know. And automotive wasn't it, telecom wasn't it, and and I thought maybe if I made a Hollywood movie, it would be something that could help people you know, with a different message. It just wasn't the movie I wanted to create, you know, as a message for the world. And, and I was always, to be honest with you, always helping other people build their businesses. And so I thought, okay, well, I had severe cardiovascular stress. I had migraines. I had cystic acne. My hair was falling out. I had, I was on thyroid medicine. I was told by uh, Eastern medicine doctors, my liver was too hot, too much liver fire. And I felt like, things were spiraling out of control and it was going to cause a serious problem. Well, then I found sound and light therapy, but in my engineering mind, there's no way that this could work. How can you just like some pretty lights and some nice sound and then, you know, <laughs> blah, <right? laughs> magic. Yeah. My left brain was like, there is no way in heck this is going to work. Um, and then after a series of sessions, my asthma was gone. My migraines were, you know, less intense and less, uh, time of the migraine. And so of course I was like everybody else, well, maybe it was the weather change, maybe because I was in another state, you know, cause there's no way this could work. Um, so I just dove right into it and I'm a researcher, I'm a private investigator. I'm kind of like a, my birth chart shows shaman healer and a private investigator, but that's how I've always been. I've always just dove into it and looked for the information and I just thought, you know, there's got to be a better way for, you know, people to heal. And it just kind of downloaded. So this all came through. I felt like it was Edgar Casey's influence, Royal Rife's influence, and Nikola Tesla. And for those of your audience that don't know who they are, uh, Edgar Casey was the sleeping prophet. He could go to sleep, tap into someone's body, and people would record what their uh, conditions were and what they needed to do for uh, relief. And he said in 1945, if someone would bring together the spiritual forces of sound and the spiritual forces of light, it would be a great um, therapy for the future. Then Nikola Tesla was all about the three, sixes and nines. If you can discover the secrets to three, six and nine, you can unlock all the mysteries to the universe. So in the book, we describe how we use three, six and nine. And then with, um, Royal Rife and his frequencies, he was brilliant in finding the frequencies to eradicate different conditions in the bodies. And so we're now using frequencies in a resonant chamber with Tesla mathematics, with Edgar Casey's thoughts of bringing sound and light together. And it just feels like their consciousness came through. And this was just a complete download. It's, it's brilliant. It's way more brilliant than this little body of mine. Well, and that's one of the things that Newton talks about. So, you know, you and I are both geeks. We get on Zoom calls and we kind of geek out about all the things that we see coming together that technology or timing wasn't in place for it to happen. But I find it 
always fascinating that you were in the automotive industry. You were heavily set up on systemologies there because everything's highly automated. Everything has a system and processes, conveyor belts. Thank you, Henry Ford, right? And then you <laughs> you had the Hollywood part so that you're very good at marketing and being entertaining as well as helpful, but it also helped you with sound and light. And you have your third business that you were floating around with. And it's like all of those aspects came in and play to play with the harmonic egg. And so when it downloaded, it makes perfect sense to me that to your femininity, which is all that you express, you express so much that you had these amazing male energies that were like, okay, here are the analytics, here are this, here are that, because you already had that set up in your own brain. And so one of the things about writing this book that you did on healing is that you're like, okay, so you're going to sit down and just write, or did you have a ghostwriter? And that was one of the things that I thought, man, you are so courageous to make this happen. You actually shared this with a writing partner right? You actually had a ghost writer. And didn't that have some discomfort as you were like saying, oh, and I just know that I know this. I mean, tell me a little bit about that process. Oh my God. It was a hot mess. I wrote chapter one and I thought I can't do this. And so I started reaching out to my resources and people that I respected. And I said, I need someone to help me because first of all, I don't I'm so close to my story. How do you tell your story when you're so close to it? And without blabbering on, cause I'm like telling a, you know, a story and people are like, okay, get to the point. Hello. Right. And so I thought I just need somebody to support me. And so I found the perfect person and you don't look for the cheapest person. You know, you look for somebody who understands your industry, who understands. I wanted someone who understood the spiritual part of where I was going, um, but also the engineering part of where I'd been. And so, uh, you know, she wasn't the cheapest one, but she interviewed me for 18 hours. And she then had the idea, let's interview some of the musicians that have been in the egg, some of the doctors that have been in the egg, some of the clients that have been in the egg. And I literally didn't want my name on it. I wanted it to be anonymous. And I just didn't want to be out there that way. And she said, Gail, how are you going to do interviews and, and, and speaking if your name's not on it? I said, well, it's not about me. It's about the story of the egg. I wanted it to be about the story of the egg, the egg telling its story and how it could support people and give people hope. Um, and she said, no, your name has to be on it. And people need to know the story. So she was brilliant and she would write and I would say, I wouldn't use these words. This is, these aren't words I would use. So let's change this. Um, and then she, I wrote the dedication, which she said, this isn't traditionally how we would do this. I said, but this is what I want to do. And she was like, okay, well, it's your book. So she was beautiful and helping me to find my voice. And she, she even made me cry reading my story, the way she put it together. And she was so amazing. There's no way I could have put it together as well as she did and literally made me cry when I read my own story. And I think that's one of the things that some people who write books and you wrote the book. I mean, that's one of the things that I like to share with people. It's like, yes, you had a ghostwriter, but that ghostwriter had 18 hours of audio to go from so they could write the story, but really it was just the interviewing of you. And this happens a lot with folks who are highly creative, but may be very audio in their understanding and processing of information. Asking an audio person, a clear audience especially, to sit down at a typewriter and type is like... 
uh, it's punishment. <laughs> it's like a punishment. And so I find it wonderful that you actually managed to find a ghostwriter who kept your voice. Now, when you're collaborating with this amazing ghostwriter, um, what, how did you keep your voice? Was it just the words or when you were editing? Kind of share with us a little bit about that process for somebody who might be interested. So when she got came on board with me, um, I really needed somebody that would um, find all the references in, in science behind sound and light as well. So I want to say that because she found 90 references to sound and light and science behind it. So I wanted to make sure that that was in there as well. Um, but when she talked about, uh, you know, she would give me all the edits of my recordings and she would use much, as much as my voice as she could but she would put in words that, like I said, I, I didn't use those, you know, some of those bigger words or words that you won't commonly see people using in, in conversation because I'm more of a simple person, more uh, authentic and, you know, and I cuss and swear and stuff like that. So uh, when she brought that information to me, I would say, no, I wouldn't say it this way. I wouldn't say it this way. And so she would say, okay, fine. How would you say it? And I'd rewrite it. And then she'd go look at it again. And she said, well, you're just going on and blabbering on about this story and that story. Let's just cut it off here because the point has been made. And so, I mean, I think the book could have been 500 pages if we just blabbered on about all this, you know, because I wanted to tell the story about how my dog ran away and I was so sad. And, and she said, you know what? Nobody cares about that. <laughs> <laughs> we know it was highly affecting you. However, we need to make the story march is what my editor always right, said. Right. We need to keep the pacing. Yeah, she helped me to really hone in on what is important, what's going to build my character, what's going to pe make people fond of this person named Gail Lynn, whoever that is. And, and, and then they bonded more with the harmonic egg when they knew the backstory. And so there were more engaged with their sessions when they know the backstory and that they've read the book and then they're in the egg realizing what it took and how this came about. And that's the, the thing with any healing device of any kind, right? It's the backstory is almost as important as the device itself. And I, I totally agree with that. Um, so tell me, I just want to hear it from your perspective. You know, what have been the benefits for you to presenting yourself and your passion through a book to your specific audience? Because like you, you're not on Amazon with this book and you're not doing mainstream media, you know, for this book promotion. So talk a little bit about that sweet little rebel that we both know and love and why you decided to do it this way. Yeah. Um, well, we did try to put it on Amazon and time and time and time again, it wouldn't go. We created an account. It wouldn't accept it. We created another account under a different name and we tried all these different ways. Finally, I talked to my, um, my writer and I said, you know what, is it possible that the vibration of the book isn't a vibrational match for Amazon? And she's like, oh my gosh, yes, that's it. So, you know, I did try to use Amazon. But the book almost has an energy. The egg is alive. The egg has a consciousness. And it's almost like they said, no, we don't want to be on Amazon. I've already sold 2,500 copies without Amazon. Okay, so if you have writers out there, you can do it. And it's about the, the beautiful audience that I have, the people who support the egg, the people who support 
others in their healing journey and raising your vibration, raising your consciousness, just being a a beautiful soul um, of love and gratitude. And that vibration is, is catchy. And so people have just flocked to the harmonic egg to support the centers, to support me, to support the book. Um, I have a guy in Sweden who's, who's probably purchased 50 books and he just gives them out to everybody. And, you know, he's a repeat customer. So my sister is my fulfillment manager. And she's like, you know, he's, he's ordered another block of books. And it's just so crazy that people love this book so much. They love the story. They love to have that hope of a different way of, of healing in, in, in experiencing this journey that we're on as, as human beings on planet earth. So yeah, it's been lovely. Well, I would love to learn what's next for you. So you you have this book and you have this harmonic egg and you have a manufacturing company that is producing these eggs. And so what started off as an idea and telling your story and, and getting an egg, I mean, holy crow, you have had so much that just kind of started erupting once you became, you know, we lovingly call you Mother Goose or Egg Mama, as you like to say, <laughs> you know. So once you have the book out, What's our kind of next steps for you after, after now? I think there's another book coming because what I've now researched is how can we replenish our minerals with sound and light? How can we replenish some of those things that we would ingest in our bodies that maybe aren't correct for our galactic being? How can we do that? I think there's another book coming. We now have 43 centers open. Uh, we've gone international. We're looking at international manufacturing. We have distribution in Canada. We're looking at distribution in Europe. There's no way I could have ever planned this in my lifetime that I, this little be- being from Detroit, Michigan was going to have this movement. That's what the Canadian distributor calls it a movement. We're all in this movement and I am so blessed and so grateful. And so I know that if I can do it, anyone can do it. I just followed my passion. I just followed my dreams. And when I wasn't following it, trust me, the universe was closing doors and blocking me off. And, you know, I, I tried to resist this. I did not want to sign up for this. And, you know, the universe is like, nope, you're not going that way. Not going that way. This is the only way you have to go. And I was like, well, shoot. Okay. (laughs) So, so here we go. Right. So if somebody wants to learn more about you, the book, and the whole enchilada, as we say, on this Harmonic Egg, what's the best way to reach you? Oh, it's really easy. HarmonicEgg.com. There's the locations. There's blog posts, all my interviews, everything. We're on social media everywhere, Harmonic Egg. And it just seems to be a unique name. Yes, it is. It is a very unique name. So I think nobody will have any difficulties reaching out to you. Is there anything else you want to share with our fellow writers about your writing process or any tips that you'd like to give before we sign off today? Let's see. I think I would like to say that if you want to write a book and you can put your heart and soul into that book, and, you know, make sure you get a good cover design, make sure you find the right people that are going to be energetically involved with it and surround it with that love and that gratitude. Um, you know, put your story out there. I can't, I can't tell you how much respect I have for writers and people who have books out there now that I've done one. It is a huge task, but, you know, take it as baby steps. 
don't try to eat the elephant all in one bite because then you're going to get overwhelmed and you're going to stop doing it. You, if you, if you really feel like passionate that you have to get your voice and your word out there, go for it. Do not quit. So there's that wonderful little rebel that will not give up no matter what the odds are. Well done, Gail. Thanks so much for being on the Writer's Hours today. I appreciate you. Thank you. And this is Janine Bullen with the Writer's Hour Creative Conversations. We broadcast every Friday. Feel free to pop by our website, authorpodcasting.com, where you'll see archive situations and episodes that you can then look into. We'll see you next Friday. Thank you for listening to the Writer's Hour. To hear more about the creative conversations that Janine Bolin is sharing with her listeners, please visit janinebolin.com forward slash guest. Guest.